0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Anthony Ralston says scoring for Scotland is a dream come true. Our Celtic in for goalkeeper Benjamin Segrist and Tam Courts looks like he's leaving Dundee United for Croatia. I'm Andrew McLean. Joining me in the studio tonight is Kenny Miller. And Kenny, that was exactly the result Scotland needed. Absolutely was. Perfect bounce back from a, a really disappointing result last week that ended their World Cup dreams. But uh, again, right back on it. There's no rest period for those that, that group of players straight into a Euro qualification where, well, effectively a Euro, a Euro qualification through the Nations League and a perfect start, you know, and a really dominant performance. Good result, clean sheet, ticks all the boxes. Well, that's what Kenny thinks. What do you think at home? 01419511025 or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. But we want to hear from you. Who impressed you? Who didn't? Who would you like to see get more game time after their performance last night? 01419511025. And Kenny, it was just vital that, you know, after the doom and gloom of, of last week that Scotland went out, not only put in, well, got the result, but put in a performance that, you know, made people smile. Yeah, it was. And it was... Uh... Again, a lot of changes to the team as well. It's uh, I mean a familiar shape, and a lot was said about the game last week and the and the shape and the selection against Ukraine. But you know, in the absence of Kieran Tierney, it seems to be the way that we're found to get Robertson and Tierney in the team. Two outstanding footballers, both obviously left backs, left wing backs, whatever you want to call it. But we found a way of playing, so I don't think the shape is the shape doesn't matter. You know, last week we never turned up. It was as simple as that. We never showed our best performance, and that's what will disappoint Steve Clark and the players the most. But last night again, a lot of changes, same shape, uh, some really really good performances from, from player or newer players coming into the team. Ralston obviously getting a goal, but looked a real threat. I mean, the amount of balls coming in for either Ralston to Robertson, wing back to wing back, or Robertson to Ralston was uh, was incredible. We fair, I mean, it showed how dominant we were and how high up, up the pitch they were able to get, which is where you really want them to be honest with you. But it was uh, ex- exactly what the team needed. Again, it's another campaign now. There's, let's say, there's no time to dwell on the disappointment of last week. There's another campaign. There's another major kind of finals to be looking forward to and trying to qualify for. So, big performance. A lot. Of Changes, but again, Steve Clark will be really, really, really pleased with how the how the lads performed. Armenia didn't look great, in fairness, and, and it was two 0 But Scotland winning the game and, and could have scored a lot more. There was plenty of chances there, and that that will be a real positive for Steve Clark. It will be, and it might be one of the disappointing things coming out of the game: the fact that they never went and got more goals. But you, I mean, you're, you're right, Armenia weren't great. Uh, but international football is tough you know you've seen some really strange results over even this last week in, uh, in, in, in international football so you still have to turn up you have to perform and get the job done and, and the lads done that great last night so I'm really really pleased with the performance again with all the changes that he made it seemed to be like for like guys coming in much of a much of a muchness campaign you take the Ukraine game out the previous eight games unbeaten six wins two draws right back on the horse and getting the, hopefully another one and run going Well, let us know what you think at home. 01419511025. Let's hear from Scotland boss Steve Clark first. He's praising the whole team's performance, but made a special mention to the two goal scorers, Anthony Ralston and Scott McKenna. Clark claims he had no doubts about starting Anthony Ralston and felt McKenna could have scored two. Great to score a goal in your debut for Scotland. eh? I I thought he was good coming into the game. I had no no real doubts about uh, Tony because he plays for Celtic. They come up against opposition that sit in and defend and, and make it difficult for them. So I knew he would find the right positions on the pitch and certainly when he got the goal it was definitely the right position. The whole back three did well, they worked well together as a unit. Uh, and obviously for Scott to get the goal if he hadn't been 
quite so impetuous and got got himself half a step offside. He'd had a double tonight, so it, it was good. It was listen, it was a good night for everyone. Yeah, I think you would have got good odds on it being a Ralston and McKenna double to win the game for Scotland, but that's a huge moment for Anthony Ralston because he's had to bide his time a wee bit this season when it's come to the international side of things. Started well for Celtic, but wasn't really making squads. Nathan Patterson, Stephen O'Donnell in ahead of him. This was his real chance, his first start, and he looked as if he grabbed it. I think you'll find Anthony Ralston will be in, in that squad moving forward. I think he's a... He's a Fighting for the right back slot at Celtic, he's had a wonderful season there. Uh, again, in different roles, asking to play a kind of slightly different way under Ange as well, which is is really adapted to. And he actually got a bit of criticism at the start as well. But again, it shows the strength of his character. They kept doing it, kept turning up, kept kept putting himself up there to be shot at. And he was uh, he's had a wonderful season. He's capped off, you know, and he had a, a really really good. He's probably unlucky he never started against Ukraine. You know, in the absence of Nathan Parson, uh, it's probably it was probably a toss up between Hickey and him. Uh, a lot of get. I mean, it might have been a 50-50 split in terms of who supporters would have wanted to play obviously Hickey got the nod on the night but uh, but last night he's done himself no harm whatsoever in, uh, in trying to nail that slot down because as much as Nathan Patterson has been outstanding for Scotland in that role he's not getting club football obviously he's got a, a few injury problems as well and if Anthony Ralston can nail down that right back slot uh, for Celtic on a regular basis there's no reason why he can't make that right wing back slot his own at Scotland For ages we were talking about how good the left side of Scotland is and the right wing back spot seemed to be a, a real problem and there was no one that was pinning the spot down there's no one yet that's sort of staked it as their own but when you look at the options there now and the age of them you've got Nathan Patterson who's performed well whenever he's played there for Scotland you've got Anthony Ralston who showed up really well last night and has had a great season for Celtic Aaron Hickey can play on both sides Calvin Ramsey coming through as well looks like he's linked with a move to Liverpool Stephen O'Donnell's always been really steady so the options are starting to really get there now There has been, I mean I think there's always been decent options, it's just like you say nobody's really nailed it and I think you say I still don't think anyone has I mean, and Nathan Patterson had he not been injured there's no doubt he would have he probably would have continued to play in that role but there is guys like Ralston who's playing regularly at a really, really high level in a top team. So there is real competition there. And I think when you look through the Scotland squad, again, I'm going to go back to last week. That's why I was so disappointed about last week because I feel right through the squad now, I think there is real competition. You know, last night you have, there's been Grant Hanley, Scott McTominay and Kieran Tierney have been your three nailed-on centre-backs in this system over the last kind of 18 months or so. And last night there's a completely different three. You know, and, and and they did play really, really well together. Yes, they've not got that same outlet on the left side of what Tierney gives, but what they've got is a really, really good defender who's been playing at the top all season. But his team's got promoted now, you know, so there's a lot of really good options throughout the team and real competition, and that's what you need. You know, but Billy Gilmore gets left out, John McGinn drops back, and Stuart Armstrong, who I've all said for a number of years now, he could probably feel aggrieved that he's not got as much game time mm-hmm. that... He maybe deserves but with some of the performances not only putting for his club but also when he's been called upon for the Scotland team he's, uh, he's been outstanding so yeah there's there's so much competition all over the field now I think the squad's in a really good place Is that really noticeable when you're in a squad of players and there's a lot of competition what does that do for the squad people talk about you know no one will get complacent because you've always got someone behind you that can come and take your place is that quite noticeable when you're in a squad and you're thinking right okay there's a, there's a few players here that could come and take my place I need to be really on it at all times it does you know and what, and what it does is if you've got the right type of character and the right type of environment it just drives it and it moves it forward and that, that's something without being in the camp I think you see with the level of performances that Scotland have got up to over the last few years, they've got that within the in the group, you know, and it's it doesn't seem to be a, a, obviously 
qualifying for the Euros was huge, you know, because I think that really it gives you a chance not only to go away for a probably a, a good month, you're probably build up to it, and and then obviously the few weeks that you're away, it brings you together, the the, 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 the actual qualifying for it. But then when you're away in that kind of environment for for a long time as a group. It brings you together, and I think there is no people kind of sulking and moaning about. It. They're, they're actually driven to actually go back. I need to move him out of the way. You know, there's that guy's got my spot. So whether it be Ralston with Nathan Patterson, or whether it's Dykes and Shea Adams, or Jacob Brown just coming into the into the setup, these are guys. If the guy's got the jersey, I need to move him out of the way, and I need to take that jersey if I want to play. And what it does, it, it becomes a real competitive environment, but a good competitive environment that just drives each other on. 01419511025 if you want to get in touch. Ken is first up in Canvas Line. Ken, what did you make of the game last night? Well, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought we, we got our uh, the uh, the tactics right and I think we got the formation right with that five in midfield area but control it unlike when we're playing Ukraine. I just don't think that we're suited to the, the lone striker without that, that five in midfield. I mean, I'm sure when Kenny was playing, I'm sure I remember that when he was up front of his own, we didn't have control of the midfield. A lot of long balls forward, which didn't really suit too well. And I'm sure he could have scored more goals if we had more control in the midfield. You know, so I quite like that. But I'd also like to say that, as I've seen you producer, that there was an incident last night that if it had been a fan, it would be all the talking point, it would be all over the papers. But no, I think today, I've not even heard any mention about the meaning player that picked up the bottle, threw it towards the linesman. Now that, Surely something has to be done about that guy because that is unsightly. We don't want fans to do it. We definitely don't want to see players doing that sort of thing. Yeah, we'll take that point first and then we'll move back on to the football. That was something I couldn't believe. I was I was at the game, didn't see it at the time, but when the second Scott McKenna goal went in that was eventually disallowed, one of the Armenian players picked up a bottle that was at the side of the pitch and as the assistant was running back up the touchline, the Armenian player actually just lobbed the bottle in his direction, missed him and because the assistant was running up the touchline, he didn't see it, the referee didn't see it but the TV pictures highlighted it. It's something I've never seen before as a player actually picking up a bottle and throwing it towards an assistant. Of course, it's not something we want to see at all but quite astonishing that something like that would happen at that level. Listen, it's not something we see, it's not something we condone, it's maybe something a lot of players might not have done a few refereeing decisions over the years, but no. You ever thought about it yourself? Uh, no, not, no, not a bottle, maybe, maybe a fist or something, but not, not a bottle. But uh, no, it's, uh, it's, no, no, we don't want to be seeing that at all, and I think it was, it's uh, obviously a, a real frustration, but I mean, you can't be doing that kind of thing, you know, and, and in this day and age, you, you can't get away with anything, you know, there's cameras everywhere, it's going to be picked up on, and there's no doubt there'll probably be, well, some kind of repercussions off the back of it so no we don't like to see that and it was, uh, it was just unfortunate for us from a Scotland point of view and a footballing point of view like Steve Clark says it big Scott McKenna just stepped half a yard offside because I think 3-0 in the first half it might have gave it a, a healthier look we might have scored a few more in the second half as well but no we don't like to see that kind of thing and Ken's point on the football he was talking about the, the formation there's a slight change of shape when it's just Shea Adams up top and he has Armstrong and Christie behind him McGinn's able to push forward and McGregor can as well is that it's something that Steve Clark sort of mixes between whether it's the two up top or the one up top with the two behind is that a case of Steve Clark you know just suiting that depending on who they're playing against is he maybe not sure what brings out the best in the players he's got so you know, far in experimenting I think what in Steve Clark's defence what will happen is there's been times where Shea Adams and Lyndon Dykes have played and they've looked fantastic together, you know, because I think Shea's a really, really good foil for Lyndon Dykes. Uh, maybe last night he probably could have played two against Armenia, 
you know, against Ukraine, it never quite worked for us. We, but we're just outplayed all over the park. And I, that, to be honest with you, I don't necessarily think it was anything to do with shape or anything to really do with person. It was just to do with us. We, we never played well. Could the extra midfielder given us more? That, there's no doubt we, we could have. I'm a big fan of that. The way, I, and I think that's probably been the go-to kind of set up for Steve Clark more than more than the two up front. There's, there's probably, I think that'll be a fact that when you've got those two types of players, so you've got the two kind of lower sixes and you've got the two higher guys up, so whether it's Armstrong and McGinn or whether it's Christie and McGinn and you've got the striker, what you have in guys like Christie and McGinn and Armstrong is incredible energy. You know, you've got incredible energy, not only do your work off the ball defensively, but to get forward and get beyond that striker. So whether it's Adams or whether it's Dykes, because it's worked well with Dykes up front as well as the lone striker, but uh, it really gives you a lot of energy up there uh, on both sides of the game so I think that was something we definitely missed against Ukraine and I think that's why a lot of people and, and pundits and fans alike have kind of thought maybe that would have been a better way to go against Ukraine but it's easy with hindsight you know like I said there has been games when Dykes and Adams have played up front and I thought they've looked really really strong together so yeah but I'm a big fan of that and I think that has been the shape that has probably suited us over the last kind of couple of years and it's uh, it's what that's why I see it in one bad result or in one poor performance out of 10 games you can't all of us just start pointing the finger at this, that and the other thing. Yep, everybody, it's, it's, it's pundits' jobs to analyse and, and to give opinion. But it doesn't mean it's, it, that shape should just be thrown out the window. You know, it's something that served us really, really well. Ken, what would your ideal set-up in the final third look like then if you're not sure that's working? Uh, for me, it would have to be, you know, either Adams or Dykes up front with McGinnor. Uh, playing, playing behind them, and I'm either Armstrong or, you know, I don't know why why Billy Gilmore wasn't playing last night. Maybe he was just running out of steam a bit. But you know, I mean, I, I do agree. I've been changing dates and see Adams have played together and they played well together the other night against Ukraine. I don't know where Lyndon Dykes' head was, but I don't think it was a handed. You know, but I mean, I, I would go with, as long as he's getting the feed from the likes of either Armstrong or Gilmore or or McGinn or Christie. I think. One striker up front, where controlling five midfield would be the way to go forward. Yeah, you saw that last night, Kenny. That the likes of Christie and Armstrong and McGinn were getting themselves into good positions. John McGinn maybe could have had a hat trick, had you know three decent chances, and he was one of the ones that was playing slightly deeper next to Callum McGregor. But it's the rotation in there that maybe causes a bit of chaos for the opposition because they don't know who's staying, they don't know who's going, and they were all linking up pretty well last night. Well, that's the one thing in that area of the pitch. We have so many good footballers. And that again, going back to last week, I think that's a big sign of the disappointment to a lot of people looking at it. And it will be involved in the camp as well because they know how far they've come over the last kind of two years or so under Steve Clark. And there has been a bit of style and a bit of identity to it as well. We, we, like I said, we just never turn up. And whether an extra body in there might help with that, because it probably would have, to be honest with you. It probably would have. But the, we've got so many good players in there. And I think when you play John McGinn at the lower one, I think John is a single guy behind the front two I don't think that is we get the best out of him in that role last night when I seen him playing a little bit deeper alongside Callum McGregor I think particularly in that last night's game he can now because his energy is incredible you know so he can now get in and join in as well as well as Christine as well as Armstrong so there's going to be so many options supporting that that forward and again if you're going to go that way I do think Shea Adams is probably better suited to that role than what Lyndon Dykes is uh, Lyndon's done great and he's popped up with some incredibly big goals for us particularly over that, that campaign there that uh, 
it's hard to discount. Like again, whether it's Dykes or Adams, again, I'm no that concerned about who it is. I think, like Ken says, it's maybe more who's about them and who's supporting them and how we're supporting them and what kind of service they're going to be getting to see if they can carry out the job and do it to the best of their ability. There were a lot of calls for Ross Stewart to start last night or to get a bit more game time. He only came on in the last five minutes or so. We didn't really get a good look at him, but he, he's another option up there that I think a lot of people would like to see, whether it is in Dublin on Saturday, whether it's away in Yerevan next week, that I think a lot of people are keen to see if, if Ross Stewart and maybe Shea Adams can can link up and have that partnership that Adams and Dykes have had in the past while Dykes is out. Yeah, well, listen, and that's it. And that's the question you've got, what I've just discussed there for the last 10 minutes. So do you go two or do you go one? Uh, Two never suited us last week, and I think that's down to a number of reasons. Like I said, we never played well as as a, as a group. Uh, we never maybe had as much control in the middle of the pitch either. So it was. Uh, it's had a wonderful season. That's the one thing I would say. And, and picking players on form who have finished off the season on a real high. His team just got promoted as well. I mean, I've been in a scenario like that myself. Once you've just been promoted and you go with the national team, you just want to play. You know, you just want to get on that field again and, and and try and score more goals and finish off the season even stronger. So I'm sure he'll get more game time because he's another guy that you throw into that mix along with Brown, uh, Adams, and Dykes. Like we've just said about centre backs and, and centre midfielders and full backs now there's so many guys so many options where you could go with and what the right one is I mean that's that's why Steve Clark's paid the big bucks to make these big decisions at the right time to get the right guys on the field that are going to suit whoever we're playing against or who's going to actually help the team the most you know well thank you to Ken 01419511025 on the phones whether it's Scotland whether it's anything else on your mind give us a call you are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Kenny Miller here with me, Andrew McLean, in the second part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. 0141-951-1025 on the phones, or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. That's what Kevin Morrow has done. He said, watch the game last night. Need to be clinical in front of goal against decent teams. You only get a couple of chances. Uh, I think that uh, that's a big takeaway from last night, though, that despite it was a positive performance that if Scotland were playing against a higher quality opposition, they wouldn't have had that many chances and they, they would have needed to have, have taken them. They would be in a game, but it's a completely different game. You know, and it's like your your whole mindset is different because, again, you're not, you're, again, you're playing a better level of team. You're not going to have that much control. You're not going to have all that 81% of the ball and have 27 shots at goal, you know. So it's... Uh, It'd be a completely different game, so you can't really compare. Well, well we're not going to get twenty-seven shots mm-hmm. to goal against an England or a Germany or or even a, even a Ukraine, you know. So we're going to have to be more clinical. But it just it's a it's a different vibe altogether. I mean, last night was a good performance. Yes, we would probably have liked four or five. I think we would have deserved four or if it'd been a five-nil one. I don't think you could have. I mean, I could have complained too much. So uh, yeah, there is that, and when you do get the chances that that is opportunities to really build some confidence and again for, for strikers for, for player attacking midfielders for guys like John McGinn who have had a really really good goal scoring record for Scotland in the, over the last few seasons it's a chance to go and bo- like boost your numbers you know so when you're in there you do want to take them you know but ultimately it's, it's winning the game it's getting back to winning ways after a poor result and poor performance last weekend and focusing on this, this next campaign so it was job done 01419511025 on the phones let's hear from Anthony Ralston though first he says grabbing his first Scotland goal is a dream come true the Celtic defenders determined to keep on working hard so we can have more special moments like that one it's a lot to take in uh, so you know it's a first start a first goal um, so no it's a very proud moment for you know myself 
my wee girl, my family, everyone involved. It's, it's just a proud moment overall. You know, I just take each game as it comes. It's just I work hard in training, I keep myself right, and when the time comes when I get an opportunity to play, I just give them all. And um, you know, and I think that's that's what's got me to, to this stage. Um, and I just need to keep going the right direction, keep my head down, and hopefully I've many more special moments come in my career. It's every kid's dream if you're a footballer to not only play for your country but one day score. Scoring really wasn't on on the agenda for me, I don't think. But uh, you know, now that I've done it again, it's a, it's a special and proud moment for myself, my family, and you know, uh, um, it was something that will love me forever. It's a squad filled filled with talent, um, you know, in all the positions, you know, in my position as well. We've got talented players, um, so it's just about you know training, and when you get your chance to play, that you that you perform well, and um, you know, it's up to the gaffer who he picks. But it's 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 a it's a healthy competition. You know, we're all there to support each other if we play, um, and that's how they work. How special is that moment scoring your first international goal? It is incredible. I mean, again, in front of a, a home crowd as well makes it extra special. In front of that filled Hamden Park with the Tartan Army behind you, it's a, a real one. Again, being an opening goal as well, it's a and it's it's a dream. It's a dream full debut. You know, when you, when you play, you get that start. You're you're buzzing. I mean, again, like Anthony says, it's, he's not going to be thinking about probably scoring. It's no for a striker. It's a bit different. He's just hoping probably to go out carry on his really, really good club form and uh, and the Scotland games. And uh, and he's found himself in a lot of really good positions, you know, which he has done throughout the season. He's popped up with some big, big goals for Celtic this season. So he's uh, he's probably getting a wee, a wee taste for it now, you know. He might maybe become like Tav at Rangers, maybe just get goal hungry now. He'll be what he score every week. So it's uh, no, it was a, it was a really strong performance for him. Uh, and to get the goal, I know exactly how he feels I scored in my full debut against Iceland at home. And it's, a, it's an incredible feeling because, like he says, you dream about playing for your country and representing your country when you're a boy. And to score an international goal on your debut at Hamden, it's, a, it's stuff that dreams are made of. Well, one four one nine five one one zero two five. If you want to get in touch, Jim is in Shawlands. He's up next. Jim, who impressed you last night? Well, most of the team, but as I say again, uh, they're only playing too much, are they? But uh, that's not the point. The point I'm getting to is, I just wonder if the panel think about this situation. If we struggled up front where we dates of Adams. Now I'm say, I was sitting there with my boy watching the game and I says I think Ralston could do a job up front. Oh that's a big shout, Kenny. Ralston up top, what are you saying? Sorry, it fell off my chair there, Jim. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no listen, I, I take your point in terms of the positions that he gets into, but let me tell you when you're there's one thing getting forward and scoring goals like like Anthony's done for, for club and country now is another thing starting there. It's a completely different area of the pitch. Your outlook on the pitch is completely... You're looking backwards rather than playing for a wing-back, full-back position. You can see the whole thing. You've got your best mate, which is the touchline on your right-hand side. It's a complete pitch geography and your whole outlook is completely different. So... Listen, I would never discount it. You never know. If, if struggling, I would never discount it. Hey, Grant anything. Hanley went up top at the end of the Ukraine game, so you never know. Hey, well, that's when we're needing a goal, <laughs> so you need to lump it forward there. All I'd say is I'd let Anthony Ralston do the job that he's very, very good at, which is get forward, supply, get in, playing a wing-back in a game like last night, get yourself into the back post when you can when the ball's on the other side, and, and he got his he got his reward last night. So, uh, yeah, I think we just let him play that, that role, but... Uh, more goals for that area of the pitch absolutely the fact that you're saying that Jim must mean that you're really impressed by the attacking side of his game and, and have been all season well uh, I'm, a, I'm a Celtic supporter and I, I, I would have him my team all the time you know at Celtic anyway especially but uh, I, uh, I take Kenny's point there don't get me wrong but just watching him he's, he's, he can be physical and uh, well we Adams or Dykes no I just thought he could maybe do a turn if 
that ever struggling, of course. But I know it's not going to happen. They knew, but just watching them, I'm going, he's a big physical boy, and he can get in that box and all of it. I know, you, I know what Kenny's saying about uh, sticking to his position because that's where his, his strength is. Yeah, and we've also got a lot of good strikers. I mean, I think he actually he highlighted that in his interview there the the strength and depth all over the all over the pitch at the moment. I mean, he's now in a battle with Stephen O'Donnell, with Aaron Hickey, with Nathan Patterson for that role. We've now got strikers up front, and Jacob Brown, who's playing at a good level uh, in the English Championship. You've got Dykes the same, Shea Adams the Premier League. You've got Ross Stewart's just had a twenty six goal season for his for his club, and now made into the national setup as well. So there's a lot of really really good options there. You know that again sticking to these specialised positions is, uh, is is the way forward and getting lads who are doing a job that they're really good at they're really familiar with and comfortable with is, uh, is probably the best way forward for Steve Jim how are your confidence levels going into the next two games does that game last night have you feeling good about them? <laughs> no really I mean typical Scotland you know what I mean I've been to three World Cups uh, so I've seen really good football but you don't know what's going to turn up nowadays you know what I mean I think we're going to have to step up a gear again against the Republic they're not playing too well but you never know but they're going to turn up either so it's going to be a British game so we need to be right on our toes here and we need to win this one I would think so Yeah Ireland definitely haven't been in a a good bit of form at all they lost to Ukraine the other night Ukraine had made a lot of changes for that game they lost to Armenia but the one thing Scotland can't do is, is underestimate them at all because these are these are such important games and Scotland need to go in and if we want to finish that group top where we are at the moment then we need to make sure that we're getting three points in the next two games really Yeah but if you look at all the games whether it be against England Wales Northern Ireland Republic of Ireland you look at the games they're always tight games you know I mean they are uh, there's always that we kind of derby feel to them based on obviously you know the players you probably play I maybe play with someone at your clubs or you play against them week in week out there's that kind of familiar feel to when you're playing in these games so they're always pretty tight So, but we'll have to play better because Ireland have got some good players you know so if we can get the result I mean again going away international, international football is tough particularly when you go away from home it's not easy to win games away so if they can, Scotland can go and get the right result on uh, on Saturday, and then we've seen Armenia, we've had a really g- good look at them. Like there's nothing to fear going into that game. Clearly, off the back of last night's performance. So again, we, we could end up with nine points out of nine. You know, which would be a, a, an absolute dream start. But like you say, you can't un- underestimate Ireland. It'll be a really tight game. It'll be close. But if we perform at our levels, then there's no reason why we can't go and get the win. I suppose you can kind of twist it two ways. But does the scheduling maybe help in the fact that? We don't play Ukraine in this group for a while. There's Armenia, Ireland, Armenia. There's a real chance there that if Scotland are on it for the next two games that we can actually finish this international break in a really good place going into the next window. Absolutely right, because it's far better to get the points on the board. Uh, And actually, again, if you've got through 9, 10 points out of 12 rather than 4-5 and you end up chasing going into later games, you'd much rather get the wins under your belt now and... Like you see, when, when the games come thick and fast like this, because I don't think all these games thrown at this stage of the season is ideal. There's, there's no getting away from that. But when you're building a wee bit of momentum, you know, and now we're trying to rebuild momentum off the back of the the, the disappointment of last week. So it's, it might not be a bad thing that we go and play Ireland tomorrow. Again, we're in a good place. We've had a really good performance. Like you, Ireland, they're known great form. If we can go and get the win and take that into Tuesday night against a team we should really be beating, then we could have had a, a perfect start to this this campaign. Jim, was it vital that Scotland just got that result and sort of boosted everyone's confidence? Well, without a doubt. There's no doubt about it. And uh, 
As I say, getting that result last night, well, there must be a lot of confidence going into the Ireland game. Because as they said earlier there, they're not playing well either. But again, it's a typical British game. You know, they're not going to be, Ireland's not going to be sitting back like Romania there. So it'll be interesting to see how Scotland, but I think, I think Scotland's got the, the more striking players than, than uh, the Republic has. So I think we've got the, uh, involved with feet for scoring goals, the, more than the Republic. I think there's more chances in our jerseys than there is in the Irish. Kenny, this Scotland team seem to be really good at working off momentum and building momentum because under Steve Clark there's been two really long unbeaten runs. There was a nine-game one, there was an eight-game one just before the Ukraine game and they'll be hoping that this Armenia game is just the start of another one of those runs where everyone manages to build that up and there's a good feeling around the squad and when they're stepping on the pitch everyone's comfortable in, in the job they want to be doing. I think we've touched on it earlier in the show. That That is, for me, looking from the outside looking in that looks what what we've got at the moment we've got a really really good spirit within the squad we've got a group of players who are very very good very talented group of players who enjoy playing for Scotland who enjoy meeting up and working with each other and enjoy probably driving each other on because there is that competition for places so we're in a we are in a good place forget about the the result last week now because it's gone if you let you say you look at these long runs we've had some really really good form under Steve Clark over the last few years so Absolutely, we can go on another run because again, even though we've got Ukraine later in the group and they've just beat us, they beat us. But there's not a lot between the teams. You know, we were really, really poor for the standards that this group set, and that's another reason why there is a lot of disappointment surrounding because the bar's been set so high over the last few seasons, and you expect that level every single time that these players turn out in a Scotland jersey. You know, so to drop down a little bit and then you meet a team that are actually playing really, really well, we just got found out. You know, we got found out the other night and we weren't good enough, but. Last night, the first game back, straight back up. Yes, against no great opposition, but you still need to go and put the performance. You still need to get the result and uh, and get back to winning ways. And the lads done it great. Well, thank you to Jim. 01419511025 on the phones, or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. That's what John McIlvany has done. He says Shea Adams is a good player, but lacking sharpness and domestic goals. Who do we have as a McCoist slash Miller type? who's a poacher slash goal scorer. So a wee compliment in there for you, Kenny. But is that maybe a problem that, that Steve Clark has had? That it's, it's been a long time since Scotland have had a, a consistent, reliable goal scorer. Dykes has had positive spells. Adams has, has contributed well, but maybe not not had the goals. There's, there's maybe not just that one player that has consistently found that, that level at international stage. You know, because it's not easy. Mm-hmm. That's as simple as that. You know, it is not easy to, to score goals regularly up front for Scotland. I mean... I went through it for 13 years. I mean, what I would say is now, I think the way the team's playing now is a bit different. Uh, I think one of, the, one of the previous callers touched on that, that there is a different way of playing now. There does seem to be a bit, little bit more kind of support up to the forward, but it's uh, it's no easy. You know, like I think we talked about something, you're playing some teams, you might get that one chance, two chances max, and if you don't take it, you might not get a chance in the next game against uh, maybe a higher level of position. So it is really, really important when the chances come along for the striker you take. I mean, that's why I was delighted when you seen Shea Adams score the, the couple of goals in the, in the games there. Was Israel, he got a goal, and then it was Denmark. It was it ended a little bit because a lot of his work was really, really good, and it, it was his big partner. It was getting the rewards at that time. It was Lyndon Dykes who was getting all the headlines for the match-winning goals and how, how big and important those goals were. 
but he got his reward in those two games. So I think London was injured uh, mm-hmm. over that over that spell. So he got his chance. He scored a couple of goals, two really good goals in two games, and I was delighted for him because you put a lot of work in in that role, you know. And sometimes the chances don't fall for him. You see, John McGinn's been a, a real regular scorer from midfield. Uh, so yeah, they've maybe not quite hit the rec- like the consistent goal scoring numbers that they would like. But like I said, it's not easy. You need to really, and it's more, it's more about doing the role. You know, you need to understand the role and what the role is for the team. Is that the positive that, despite the fact there's maybe not been a, a consistent goal scorer up front, that there is goals coming from all around this Scotland team? You talk about John McGinn and how often he scored under Steve Clark last night. It was Ralston and McKenna. There's goals coming from different areas. We've seen Ryan Christie get on the score sheet. There is avenues for goals there. It's not as if. You know, if, if a striker's not scoring, there's not goals coming from anywhere else. No, and, and that's what I'm saying. That's why like, the, the team is there is goals all all over the field, and another we look really really strong at set plays. You know, we've scored a lot of goals to set plays. You think he's Suter's goal, McTominay getting on the end of that one, McKenna last night, Tierney goal for the free kick in, in one of the last international. So we're really strong in that department as well. So there's goals all over the team. Listen, as a striker, you know you're always going to be judged on goals. It's going to be X amount of goals to X amount of caps. It's as simple as that. And you want that to be as high a kind of ratio as possible. But like I said, it's not easy. And there's a, there's a, bigger, there's a bigger job at hand than just scoring goals. Well, whether it's Scotland or domestic stuff that takes your interest, let us know. 01419511025. You could be up next. 01419511025. This is Scottish football's lead leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Kenny Miller here with me, Andrew McLean, in the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Whether it's Scotland, whether it's club football that's on your mind, give us a call 01419511025. Let's go straight back to the phones. Andy is in. Finiston, Andy, how are you feeling about Scotland at the moment? Ah, well, that was a lot better. I mean, honestly, a lot, a lot better. You know, performance and result. You know, really, I was quite happy last night. You know, what I mean, we could have scored more goals. I know what Kenny's saying because I was, uh, you know, I just think, well, see, we come the Irish game. I'd like to see the, the boy on sure getting their game time because they're going to be. They won't be never near defensive as that mob last night. So, no, because. I think we'll be like, I know what Kenny said, you know, it's hard to score every game, but we need a, a right good out and out number nine, and that boy could set the bill. Okay, I agree. I think he's had a brilliant season. Players that are playing are, are high in confidence. I've seen again. I've been, I've been that guy in that. But you've had some really, really good club form, and when you go away with the national team, you just want to go and play again, and you want to continue that good goal scoring form on, uh, on for your country. And so, unfortunately, never got that much game time last night. But over the course of the next two games, with the amount of internationals I've had over quite a short space of time, I would be surprised if he maybe doesn't get the nod. Maybe next week uh, in Armenia, he might get, he might get the nod to start. Based on you see how the game was last night, it is probably going to be another dominant performance. Again, away from home, it's no as easy with the travelling and off the back of a couple of hard games bit before it. But I would like to see him get a chance because we've just been talking about it on the break. There, I think he's he's had a really good season. He's got he's definitely got something, uh, and he can add definitely add value to that squad as well. And I think all the strikers that they've got up there with Pune Adams and Dykes, and as much as you can make compare Dykes and Stewart based on their size, I think they are different players, so they can bring different things to the team as well. So I'm with you, Andy. I would love to see him get a little bit more game time, and if he can transfer that club form into international, Andy. Yeah, I totally agree with Kenny. I, I mean, I, I mean, why not? Because I said that the next two games, I mean, the public Ireland's going to come out, and next next week against Amina, they're going to have to come out. They won't be sitting back; they'll need a point as well. So, if we give them a chance, you know what I mean, and hopefully, 
he can show what he's worth because I mean he's scored probably 26, 27 goals or something for Sunderland so that's, that's not a bad uh, work rate isn't it yeah, well, he's done part one of what he needs to do, and that's impressed Steve Clark and getting the squad. The fact that he's been called up for a couple of different squads means that Steve Clark must have liked what he's he's seen in training. You then never know what happens from there, whether Steve Clark, when he's going to throw him in, how he feels about him. But at some point, you think Ross Stewart and Jacob Brown are both going to have to get a bit of a longer run out because we've not really seen too much of either of them Jacob Brown I think was his third cap last night off the bench but still still really from a, a Scottish perspective still yet to see what he can do yeah again I mean that's been we've, we've kind of just bypassed him a little bit and he's been in the squad for a, probably a little bit longer as well and been around it for the last you know maybe six months or so the thing with Steve Clark is that it does seem pretty loyal to players that have, have done it for him and have performed for him and Again, that's why probably Dykes and Adams are always going to be at the top of that list at the moment. But it's like I said earlier, what it is is when you get, like you've said, you've done part one, you've done the job at your club, you've impressed the national team manager, you've got yourself in the squad. Right now you now need to look at the guys that are in front of you and every single day that you're training because that alone might not even be enough because these guys, like I said, they've done it, they've scored goals, they've been, they've, they've taken the nation to a Euros, which is not first time in, in 23 years. You know, they've done a lot. And, and Steve will stick by that but if you're there knocking on that door all the time you're training properly you, you maintain your, your 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 club form and you make yourself impossible to ignore you know you have to just move people out of the way and that's Ross Stewart's job now he's, he's a new guy in the squad you've got maybe two or three guys who because they've been in it longer may be ahead of you you need to just move them out of the way and you only do that by maintaining your club form but when you come in and train you just show how good you are and how hard you're willing to work Andy, it's a tight schedule. There were six changes for the game last night. Are you expecting that Steve Clark is going to have to do similar for the next couple of games and, and keep mixing it up? Well, I, I you know, it's, I think he might even actually start with the same eleven as he did last night. You know, you know, uh, to start off with and see how the game goes. But obviously, you said this. I mean, the schedule is it's unbelievable. I can't believe they get better the game. Some of these players are playing. So, I, I think he'll he'll start. He, I think he'll start off with that same eleven. Because they'll be feeling confident, they'll be feeling good. So, and then come maybe half time, then he'll go right. Okay, I'll do some. I'll do some more change. I don't know how many subs now. Is it still five? Is it the games? Yeah. Aye, aye, aye. So he's got plenty of time. You know, but I think he'll just start with that same team. Three players we haven't really touched on are the the three centre backs. They all came in. None of them played against Ukraine. All probably came in with a point to prove. Scott McKenna has quite a lot of caps, but had lost out his place in the, the starting lineup for quite a while Jack Hendry and John Souter who have been trying to work their way into the Scotland team John Souter's obviously had his injuries they weren't really tested defensively last night but all three of them showed that on the ball they were very capable and, and had that attacking threat whether it's John Souter carrying the ball out from the back Scott McKenna scoring from a corner as well and Jack Hendry's very comfortable with the ball at his feet too That is it, there's a, there's a good balance there and I think Jack and, and John in particular are very, very comfortable on the ball. Scott, again, is, is capable, not quite as comfortable, but when you see he's, he's a monster, Scott. We played against him when he was first came out at Aberdeen, and he's a massive, he's a mountain, he's a boy. So when the ball comes in the box, he's a real threat. You've seen that, he kind of th- uses his upper body strength, holds the lad off, and, and, and scores his goal. Uh, and he'll always be that threat. So th- there is a good mix there. It's like what says, you've had McTominay, Hanley, and Kieran Tierney have been the go to guys. And I think if there was a massive game to play tomorrow and everybody was fit, I still think maybe Steve would go back to that. and a lot's been maybe made even off last week with McTominay at the centre he's done a great job in there 
and you're talking about the way Scotland have been playing over the last few years, Kean Tierney at left centre back and Scott McTominay at right centre back have been a big, big part of that because how comfortable they are on the ball, because they can they're quite capable of just bouncing the ball off your Billy Gilmore's or Callum McGregor's and I think those guys in midfield will be happy with, with someone like Scott McTominay at the back there because he can play. So I think we maybe just got hi- maybe the defensive side that maybe got highlighted a little bit against Ukraine. So there's so many options. You know, I I tend to agree with Andy that off the back of the performance that it would be maybe on you go again, again, guys. Let's give me a good hour. You know, give me a good hour if we can get ourselves in a good place again, uh, then great. But there is obviously that that opportunity to make five changes at any point that you need to kind of freshen things up a bit again. And then you've got this next game against Armenia. But all eyes will be on on Saturday night. There's no doubt about that. And it'll be interesting to see what Steve does. Will he change it? Will he freshen it up again? Does Billy Gilmore come back in the team? Again, a player who's been outstanding. Uh, for the last two years, pretty much since, since under Steve Clark, so it'll be interesting to see how how he goes. But again, what's clear is it's a big opportunity to go and get another three points. Well, thank you to Andy. Let's touch on a couple of domestic stories doing the rounds today. The first of those, a report on the record this morning saying that Celtic have made contact with Benjamin Seagrace representatives ahead of a potential move for him. He left Dundee United at the end of last season, where he's impressed in his time there. Celtic obviously let Barkas go out on loan. This week would that be a, a good option for them on a free transfer? I think a hundred percent on a free transfer. I think it was mooted last summer as well that we're going to go for Seagrest as a as a, a potential number one. Actually, obviously they went and got Joe Hart, but it's uh, no, he's he's been an outstanding performer in the league for a for a few seasons now, uh, and on a free transfer, it would be very good business for I think even again don't know what's going on with McGregor Rangers or a Celtic having a look at him on a free transfer then absolutely I suppose the big question for Benjamin Segrist is after playing regular football at Dundee United is he willing to go to Celtic where he's maybe likely to be behind Joe Hart in the pecking order it might just be that it may be initially that that's the case I mean I'm, I'm not sure Joe Hart's situation I'm sure he's probably got another year left it might be a case that he comes in and, and works with a, a keeper of his quality because I, there's the one thing about when you move to Celtic or Rangers uh, from a, a, a smaller club in Scotland, whether it be a Hearts or Hibs or Dundee United, you now need to move again. Somebody that's got you need to move to that club and you need to show that you're better than the guys that are already there. So that's something again that you have to work on. Unfortunately, for a goalkeeper, there's only that one. <laughs> there's only that one spot. But in terms of a succession plan, maybe the Celtic will be looking at you know what? Maybe Joe will go at the end of the season, and they need someone that's going to have been in the building already, who's capable. And obviously Benjamin Seagrass definitely ticks those boxes. Well, staying with Dundee United, a story that broke after the show last night. It looks as if Tam Courts looks set to leave the club for Croatia. He's been given permission to talk to Rijeka over there. That kind of came out of nowhere last night. And after a season where Dundee United have finished fourth, they've played a lot of youth players. It would be an interesting move if, if Courts decided to leave for Croatia now. But it looks as if the club have given their permission. It is, and that's, that's normally a, a, a telltale sign that, that, that things could happen. Uh, or it's definitely going to get the best opportunity to happen. He's had a wonderful season. Everything you've just said that he finished fourth in the first season back in the in the in the top flight and his first real job in in, in football, uh, blood and all the all the youth players that he has done over the course of the season. When you look at when teams are looking at a new manager, there are a lot of boxes he's, he's ticking there. So he's uh, I'd be surprised again. It's surprising the timing and things like you've just said because when you make that step in and. It, not to say that going to Croatia is a bad move or a good move, but being right here and maybe building on what's done maybe leads to 
maybe more opportunities in the UK, you know. But he might fancy it, going trying his arm somewhere else and going being successful somewhere else. And again, it's a new, a, a, a new, a different style of play. It's, a, it's another country. It's all expanding his his coaching experience. Well, thank you for listening in tonight. Thank you for all your calls and all your tweets. Of course, it was a two 0 win for Scotland against Armenia last night. But the international stuff isn't over. Scotland away to Ireland on Saturday and then away to Armenia on Tuesday night so it'll be interesting to see how Scotland get on will we still be top of the table by the time those games are finished I'll be back tomorrow night with Hugh Keevans and up next it's Callum Gallagher